Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. In today's show, we're going to talk all about raises. Whether you're a job seeker or are currently employed, this is a topic that will affect everyone at one point or another. Everyone wants to make more money, but for many people, the thought of approaching your boss or future boss to ask for a pay raise can be nerve-wracking. In this episode, Lauren Breton, an Orion recruiter, joins the show to discuss everything you need to know before asking for a raise. We'll talk about five ways to determine if you deserve a raise and then tips for making it happen. Making sure you have a strong argument backed up by facts and history of being a top performer will make you feel more confident and ultimately more likely to increase your paycheck. If you enjoy listening to this show, make sure you subscribe on your preferred listening platform and share it with a friend. If you have any questions about this show or suggestions for a future episode, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hey, Lauren, thanks for joining the podcast. Hey, Megan, not a problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I know that you've been on before, but for any of the listeners who did not get to hear that episode, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So my name is Lauren Breton. Um, Today is actually my year anniversary with Orion. So being here for a year now, um, I'm a candidate recruiter on the officer side of the house. Um, Now, although I um, personally am not a veteran, um, my husband is still active duty. He's in the Navy. Um, We're stationed here in uh, Virginia Beach. Um, And then my family, um, I come from a big military family. My grandfather and grandmother were both in the Royal Air Force in the UK. Um, And my father um, was retired in the British Army. Awesome. And I believe you told me this last time we talked, you're from Ireland, correct? I sure am. Yeah, born and bred in Northern Ireland. Um, Left there at 18 and lived in the Middle East and Japan, um, but I've been in the States now for just over two years. So that's probably why the accent kind of dips in a little bit and out. So <laughs> apologies for that. <laughs> Definitely. I'm sure you get asked that a lot when you're talking to candidates. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, again, thank you for joining. So, you know, we talked a little bit before we started this and um, the topic today is about raises. So if you deserve one, how to know if you deserve one, and then also how to actually get one. And, you know, we were talking at this something that I think a lot of people consider to be kind of like an uncomfortable topic to bring up to their immediate supervisor. And one thought that I had is maybe, you know, like when you're in the military, um, you are automatically kind of, you know what you're going to make. So it's not like, oh, if I perform at this level, I'll get a raise and I might be making more than my peers that started out at the same time as me. It's kind of on like a structured pay plan. So I'm wondering if maybe that's why it's, you know, a little bit different in the civilian sector and for veterans that transition, um, it's a little bit more uncomfortable for them to talk about it. That could be part of it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I thought we could talk about this and go through maybe how you think um, or why you would, you know, how you would know that you deserve a raise. And then we'll also talk Mm -hmm. about, like I said, the steps toward getting one. And, um, you know, I think you obviously have, will probably have some insight on this based on being a recruiter. So I really want to just jump into that and talk about, you know, the five things. And this is actually based on a Forbes article for anyone who was interested, but I just want to talk about, you know, how, how do you know when you're ready to get that raise? And how do you know that your manager is going to think that you're worthy of a raise? So I thought we could talk through the five um, ways that you know that you deserve a raise and then move on to the rest. So I'll kind of go ahead and set up the first one and then you okay. can talk about it in a little bit more depth. So, you know, the first one on this list in knowing that you deserve a pay raise is if you've grown your skills um, to solve bigger and more 
expensive pain points in your company. So can you talk about that a little bit and how you know that that's a qualification that you have? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going back to what you were saying about being in the military, I mean, you you do, um, over the course of time, you get, um, you know, raises in rank and your pay reflects that because of your growth in skills and responsibilities. So just, although it is uncharted territory in the civilian world, you should treat it the same. I mean, you don't want to be getting the same pay um, for, you know, 10, 15 years. I mean, that's not reflected in the work that you're doing. So I think that the first thing is to kind of reflect on your current position that you're in. Um, I mean, have your skills changed since your, you know, your initial start? Um, you know, are you taking on more responsibility? Are you directly responsible for um, maybe launching new products or, um, you know, bringing in new customers or clients? Um, another great one is if you're potentially saving your employer a lot of money. I mean, I know we're going to have veteran candidates out there that were responsible for big budgets in the military. Um, I've spoken to a lot um, of candidates in the past that saved significant thousands of dollars, um, you know, within their responsibility. Um, so, I mean, ask yourself that. Take a little bit of self-reflection um, on your current role and say, okay, well, how have my responsibilities changed? What am I currently, um, you know, responsible for um, with regards to the growth of the company? And then just kind of assess it from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and another one, and you kind of covered this if you were taking on more responsibilities because that's number two on the list, and they talk about in this article that if there's someone who's potentially left the department, then you're taking on some of their responsibilities, and that might tell you, okay, this is probably a good time to ask for a raise. Absolutely. And I mean, you, you see it a lot, you know, companies, whether they're, you know, downsizing or making moves, I mean, you know, um, employees definitely take on more responsibility. Um, so, I mean, if, if that's if that's the case with you personally, um, you know, if you know that you're maybe helping out by taking on, um, you know, an additional task um, or workload, then definitely, you know, some of those savings that have been made um, within that move, they definitely need to be coming back to you. Mm -hmm, definitely. So number three on the list um, for, you know, making a case for you getting a pay raise is the marketplace. So I know that, you know, right now it's a job seekers market. It's really, I shouldn't say it's easy to find a job, but it's not as challenging as it has been in years past. Yeah. And um, that's why we're seeing a lot of high turnover in companies, because a lot of times you might not even want to ask for a raise. A candidate might be more likely to go just look for another job before they even want to ask their supervisor for a raise. But I think a good way to kind of know what your market value is, is by doing some research Oh, sorry, research and seeing um, what other people in even your industry and a similar job, what they're making, and that can kind of give you some guidelines and an idea of what to ask your manager for in terms of compensation. Absolutely. And I mean, there's a wealth of resources out there now. I mean, you can you can Google in your current industry or even your city about what people are making, um, you know, in relation to, to your job or your industry. Um, so I think research is key. You don't want to go in, uh, you know, blind into this conversation. Um, you know, so definitely if you're if you're in one of those positions where there are a wealth of opportunities available, then by all means, now is a good time to talk about, you know, salary increase. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to number four on this Forbes list is, um, you know, you might be able to make a strong pitch for a pay increase if you're in charge of a fundamental process for your organization. So in other words, if the success or failure of something that you're doing has a huge impact on your employer, then you might need a pay increase. Do you have anything else to say about that one? 
No, I think that's probably one of the key ones going in. Um, I mean, you, you need to be rewarded for for your successes. Um, now, don't get me wrong. You know, we all have to work hard. But if you're like, you know, like you just said, if you're, um, you know, solely or, you know, in, 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 with regards to a team, if you're in charge of, you know, uh, you know, basically, you know, success, then by all means, you know, you have a case for a pay increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, with a lot more responsibilities than, you know, having the weight of your responsibilities, if you know that that could make such a big impact, it's kind of, you can make the case that, well, I'd be harder to replace um, versus someone who maybe their role is not directly tied to anything that would really severely impact the bottom line. Sure. And then, yeah, the last one on the list is five, um, just going back to the market value, looking up to see, you know, what would I be worth in another company? Am I making that? Um, sometimes if you have the same responsibilities over time, it is harder to ask for a raise because you're not necessarily taking on more responsibilities. It's just more work. And a lot of supervisors don't see that as, um, you know, something that would maybe be rewarded with a raise because you're in reality, you still have the same job description. Sure. But you also, you don't want to be a victim of that salary compression. Um, so, I mean, and this is tricky for, you know, for candidates that may be listening that are in, a, you know, the role that they've been in since day one or they're with a company for a long period of time. Um, but, I mean, you, you definitely want to do a little bit, bit of research and see, well, is my salary matching up to, you know, the, the market's average? Um, you know, I may not have had a pay increase since day one. Um, but you, like I said, you don't want to be a victim of that salary compression. Um, you know, a lot of employers don't match salaries based on external, um, you know, data, but they should. Um, so by all means, you should be bringing that to the table. Awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So we just covered the five signs that you might deserve a pay raise. Again, that was from a Forbes article. So um, now I want to talk about a career builder article that I saw that just talks about what you can do and say to increase your chances of earning a raise. Because like we said before, some people consider this to be a really awkward topic to bring up with their boss. And kind of an interesting thing that I was thinking about is that, you know, when a candidate's working with a military recruiting firm, like let's use Orion as an example, since we both work at Orion, um, some of the, I guess, kind of awkward parts of the career search can be offset by working with your, the Orion team because, you know, you're typically as a candidate really not going to be doing the salary negotiations and things like that. Um, the interview feedback will be handled through Orion. So you kind of have that buffer and someone to sort of help you out there. But really now that we're talking about raises, you've probably been in your role for a little bit um, and you're really in it on your own, like you might reach out still to a third party firm like Orion or, you know, if you have a good relationship with the recruiter that you worked with and kind of ask for advice. But I think this would probably be awkward for a lot of candidates because now it's like, okay, it's all on me. Now I have to go make the case for myself. A hundred percent. But I mean, you're, you're completely in charge um, of, uh, you know, of, of where that goes for you. Um, I think that the key thing here going forward is having that open communication. Uh, I mean, not not everybody has regular communication with their bosses, um, but at the very least, you need to be vocalizing your goals. Um, so I, I never want to advocate for complaining, for being underpaid for, you know, the efforts or, you know, for your skill set. That's not what I'm talking about, speaking up. Um, what I mean is you want to highlight the achievements that you're making in your current role um, and then, you know, highlight what you've been doing over the course of your tenure 
here at the company. Um, but also then ask for feedback. Um, you know, start a dialogue with your manager or your supervisor um, about the goals that were in place for you from, you know, from maybe day one or or even talk about long-term advancements. Um, you know, make your um, you know, your manager or your supervisor aware of your intentions to progress up through a company. Uh, I mean, that's a very positive conversation to have. Um, you know, a, a manager or a superior is always going to want to hear that you have intentions long term here. Um, and then that way, um, you know, when you are talking about your goals and you know, your long term advancement, when the, the discussion of a raise is presented, he or she's not going to be completely caught off guard. Mm -hmm. And when you have those open lines of communication, they feel like they are, um, you know, like someone who is kind of helping you reach those goals. And so I'm sure in that case, it will not only be not as awkward to bring up the topic of a raise, but they'll probably be a lot more open to it. Completely. And you have someone else invested as well. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, so taking on responsibility, you know, we talked about before so how sometimes in jobs you can get stuck just taking on um, the additional responsibilities, but maybe not with more exposure or anything that has a bigger impact on the company. So while you might be taking on more work, it's not necessarily helping you rise in the ranks. So can you talk about that one a little bit? Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, with regards to the responsibility, uh, your your you know management needs to see that not only are you capable of handling that, but you're also doing it with ease. Uh, I mean, you don't want to be one of those um, employees that, yeah, you know, pile on my workload, but then struggle to get it done. Um, you know, your boss needs to see that you're, uh, you know, all these extra responsibilities that you're taking on, um, you know, it, it's not a struggle. You're doing it with ease. Um, you're more than capable. Um, I would also say that if you're put on a new project, um, you know, say you have absorbed someone else's, um, you know, roles or responsibilities, um, maybe volunteer for more or, you know, beat a deadline that was set um, and then, you know, talk about it. Um, raises aren't given, um, you know, they're not rewarded for purely sticking out positions the longest. Um, you know, you need to be showing, um, you know, your worth and your value. Mm -hmm. And I like what you brought up about, um, you know, if you, making it kind of look effortless. So yeah. I'm taking on more work. I'm succeeding in it. A big pet peeve of mine just in the business world is that I hate when people constantly complain about being busy because <laughs> I think that, yeah. you know, anybody who's at work, if you're being um, used to your full potential, you really should be busy. So it's like we're all busy. You don't have to go around talking about how busy you are all the time. And so I think that that kind of goes in line with what you said. If you're going to take on more responsibilities, then don't complain to your boss all the time how busy you are because then they're going to think, well, that person can't possibly take on more. So it kind of limits your growth potential a little bit. Completely. So next, I know, you know, a lot of people don't, aren't comfortable going around and bragging about accomplishments, but like you said, you don't always have that direct line of communication with your boss, so maybe you're not talking to that person every day. There are probably going to be a lot of things that you accomplish and wins that you have that they don't know about. So how can you make sure that they know about it without seeming like you're bragging? Sure. I mean, I have this with my current, um, my current line manager, um, where if I'm, you know, speaking to a great candidate that, um, you know, is coming to one of our conferences, or, you know, I've put him in for an interview with a company, I share it very casually, um, you know, over a cup of tea in the kitchen. Um, so keep it very informal, but I want to make sure that he's knowing what I'm doing throughout the day. Um, I mean, your boss can't reward you for what they don't know about. And where, you know, they may see your, your, your metrics or your goals that you're 
overachieving. It's the little things that will definitely help in that conversation. Um, you know, so if you're um, you know part of a team or um, you know you're working on a project that was successful, let your boss know that you were part of that team. Um, or if you you achieved something um, you know maybe on on the sidelines, talk talk to him or her about it. Um, it's definitely going to help build that confidence um, in your abilities as a person and you know as an employee going forward. Mm-hmm. And you might not think all the time that when you do kind of casually slip in these things that you've been doing, um, they might not show, you know, over the top gratitude and appreciation every time you bring sure. something up. But I think subconsciously they, you know, next time a big project arises or um, something that maybe they would usually do but don't have the time to do, they might think of you as the next person in line to do it. So like you said, it just builds confidence over time. Absolutely. I mean, little wins are still wins. So even if it's a small victory, I mean, share that. It doesn't have to be a sit down, you know, this is what I achieved. It can be very informal in the hallway um, or, you know, in passing. Um, but def- you, you definitely want to. I know that uh, that phrase humble brag is, uh, is passed around a lot, you know, recently. And I think it's appropriate here. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. So moving on to the next one, I know we talked about this when we were talking about knowing when you deserve a raise, but sticking to the facts when you ask for a raise, I think is key here. So, you know, like we said, doing that research and knowing um, to, to be able to really give out numbers. So can you talk about this one a little bit more? Absolutely. I mean, this actually goes right back to the start when you're writing your resume. Uh, you never want to write a resume and just list your responsibilities. You want to talk about hard achievements. What have you actually accomplished, um, you know, in that role above and beyond your peers? Um, so, it, you know, treat, it, treat, treat the conversation like you were writing your resume. Um, you know, you want to talk about, you know, examples um, of maybe projects that you completed and how your efforts have positively impacted, um, you know, the company itself. Um, now, they're going to be good indicators of your personal contributions and then obviously your future potential at that company. So, for example, you don't want to say, you know, yeah, I increased my monthly sales this month. Talk about it in hard numbers. You know, say you grew sales by 50% uh, at a value of $500,000. Give those, um, you know, those numbers and those facts because that gives hard evidence, um, you know, as you're going in towards a conversation for a, a potential raise. Definitely. And it gives your supervisor a better idea of numbers that can show what should the actual raise be. Um, You know, a lot of times you might have in mind what you think the raise is going to be, but if you can show the numbers that show here's how much more money I've made for the organization, it makes a better case for them to be able to give you a significant raise. Absolutely. So another one that I want to talk about, because I think that this is probably pretty common, a lot of times there's a lot of emotion involved in this conversation. So, um, you know, you might think, well, I deserve a raise because I have some, you know, financial hardships right now and it would help me out. But that's most likely not going to be the determining factor for your boss because, again, it is a company that you're working for. It really should, it's not personal. While you might develop personal relationships with people, at the end of the day, it is a business. So, you know, I, I know that taking the complaining aspect out of that is important. Um, can you talk about that a little bit from your experience or things that you've seen sure. working with candidates? So, I mean, this isn't this is an emotional conversation because, I mean, you're talking about money and that has an impact on your personal life, but you have to, at all costs, keep it very factual and work based. 
Um, I mean, talking about complaining, that's so key in this conversation because I think one of the worst reasons to ask for a raise is because you can't make it financially. Um, this, it, there has to be a business reason for your um, you know, request for a raise, not a personal one. Um, so if you're going in saying that your rent has gone up or you're planning a big family vacation, that is not a valid reason for you know, giving you more money as an employee. Um, where where that's going to come in is on your efforts and your work history. Um, so definitely you want to focus in on on the work and the business reasons, not the personal ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you know, if everyone was paid what they thought they should be paid based on personal reasons, I'm sure that They'd at the end of the day, <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep, exactly. No companies would ever survive that. So it's a good thing to keep in mind. So, kind of going back to the research, I mean, I think that this one is key on knowing if you deserve one, and then also knowing how to get one because you can't ask for an unrealistic. Um, amount, you know, like what we were just talking about. If, if we all got paid what we thought we deserved to get paid or what would fuel our lifestyles, then we would all be millionaires and companies can't afford to do that. So what would be a realistic pay rate that people could expect? And, um, you know, what are some tips for getting to the number that you should ask for? Sure. So, I mean, it's a really risky one. If you go in too high, you potentially have the risk of putting off your employer and discouraging any future negotiations. If you're going in and asking for, you know, 10000 straight off the bat, um, that kind of hinders the potential uh, negotiation. Um, most raises are going to be between 1% and 5% of your current salary. That, that's sort of a good average. Um, so, you want to research salary trends. Um, you know, look at professionals in your city with a similar job title or responsibility or even education backgrounds. Um, you know, if you recently got, you know, a master's degree, I mean, a lot of candidates are going, um, you know, in towards their MBAs, um, you know, you want to get paid for your education as well. So definitely do your, you know, your research on the salary trends. You want to make the strongest case possible going into this. So you have to have the data to back that up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like think about it from like the standpoint of getting, um, like you said, most of them are between one and five percent. So, like a lot of candidates, I think, would want to say, like, "Oh, I want a ten percent raise." But I know that those ones are typically only reserved if you are being pretty significantly underpaid based on market value. Um, and then, okay, so the next one I want to talk about, and this is actually the final one. I like we said, this emotional conversation. People have a lot invested in it, and you don't always get a yes. Sometimes you hear a no. So how can you um, keep from being discouraged about hearing a no and still move forward and, um, you know, on the quest to hopefully get a raise soon? Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be very rare that you come out of an initial conversation with a, yep, I just got a pay raise. Um, I mean, there's going to be further discussions that have to happen. Um, so, I mean, if, if it gets to it that your boss doesn't give you a raise this time around, that doesn't mean that it won't happen ever. Um, that's not where your negotiation ends. Um, so, I know a lot of people are going to get annual performance reviews. If that's the case for you in your current role, maybe request one mid-year or request one at the end of the quarter, um, you know, to reassess your progress revisit that conversation you know don't just let it fizzle out Um, if you have started the conversation then it definitely puts you in line for a possible pay increase you know sooner rather than later Um, you know it communicates to your boss that you're definitely serious about the raise and I mean I want to end it by saying you know it's it's up to you you decide when you get paid more I mean especially if things have changed at work Um, so if those big changes are are not being reflected in your paycheck then it's up to you to make that happen Um, if it is a no at this point don't be discouraged don't just 
you know, sit back and that's what's happened. Um, you know, de like I said, you know, going back to one of the first things we said about communication, you know, vocalize your goals and continue to, you know, um, brag about what you're doing at work. Um, you know, make sure that that, uh, that communication is flowing um, at all times where possible. And, you know, one thing, Lauren, about hearing a no, a lot of times if you hear a no, maybe it has absolutely nothing to do with your performance. Maybe your boss wants to give you a raise, but the company's not able to based on a hiring freeze or layoffs or something like that. So I think timing sure. is key as well. Really, in this whole conversation, it's timing, kind of knowing when is the right time to ask. And I think a lot of that's common sense. Like if your company is going through a round of layoffs, it's probably not the best time to ask for a raise, but I would definitely keep timing in mind as well. Absolutely. Well, very good. Lauren, I appreciate this. Again, like we said at the beginning, this can be a very uncomfortable conversation. So hopefully this can give our listeners some tips and, you know, make them feel as confident as they possibly can be before going into this kind of discussion with their manager. But did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, I think just leaving it with making sure that you're prepared going into the conversation. Um, I mean, like we said, pretty much throughout the conversation is do your research. Uh, I mean, make sure that you're starting off a conversation, um, you know, on the grounds that you are in a position that you deserve the raise um, and then back it up with hard evidence. Um, and like we said at the end, if you get a no, um, you know, make sure that you're continuing to have that conversation in the future, uh, you know, set, set aside a time, um, you know, maybe a, a quarterly or a, a you know, um, a mid-yearly goal um, of we're going to revisit this at a later date um, but yeah I think research is definitely key um, you know to to ensuring that you're getting um, you know a, a raise that you deserve mm -hmm. research confidence and persistence I would say would be the keys here I like that <laughs> awesome well Lauren thank you very much not a problem thanks Megan Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond, so make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.